Good morning, I guess, for, uh, for me. Good afternoon to uh, Tim and Dan, my colleagues over in the, uh, in the UK. Welcome, audience, to Transatlantic Tea Time, the first of what I hope will be many Transatlantic Tea Times. Um, I'm here in New Jersey. Dan and Tim are over in the UK. And uh, in this first session, uh, or our first podcast, I thought it would be good for, uh, for everyone to get to know the two of you. And so, uh, well, look, let's let's talk about the cutest one, at least with us right now. Dan, who's that, who's that sitting in your lap? This is our uh, local mascot, uh, Bizou, uh, a French bulldog. So uh, she's very much welcome in the UK, as all things French are. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, we... Uh, we need to work on her uh, getting to be the official mascot for IDS, though. Uh, we are very pet friendly, so I think there'd be a fight for that. Um, now, to be fair to Tim, his daughter, I think, is more adorable. Definitely more adorable. But, uh, Tim, wel welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, he actually gets to walk around outside, folks. It may be overcast and might rain on him, but takes advantage of being able to get out there on the streets of London, right? That's it. Yeah, I live in I live in central London. Dan and the Dan and the Bizu live uh, kind of in what we call the green belt or kind of suburban London, the countryside, which is lovely. Um, but I live I live in central London and um, my my wife's from Paris, so we have to be pretty close to the, the Eurostar, which is the tunnel train that goes under the channel. Uh, we have to get pretty quick access to France, otherwise uh, I'm I'm in trouble, but uh, when it's when it's not when it's not raining, uh, I do. I take a lot of phone calls on foot, uh, move around. If they're not confidential or sensitive, uh, I try to get some fresh air. Uh, this is actually not far from where from where I live. This is about 50 meters up the road. This is one of my locals. Uh, you know, in, in England speak, that's uh, that's your watering hole, your pub, your your kind of community center. And they're still closed right now. We're still in our lockdowns, so everyone's got their masks ready if they go inside or get near other people. But uh, yeah, things things will be coming back online sooner or later. Here, thanks thanks for having me on the uh, on the show, Jonathan. Yeah, ab absolutely. So uh, let's start with what may or may not be obvious to everyone. You're both in England. I don't think either of you necessarily has that English accent, which means. You're from somewhere else, so let's start with with that. Uh, and and I think it'd be interesting to know, you know, where where you were from, and how you ended up in uh, in the UK. And then from there, we'll talk about how you ended up with IDS. And again, our first podcast together. In future ones, we're just going to ramble about whatever we want. But this is our setting the stage chance. And so I don't care. I'll let you two fight it out. Who gets to go first? I, but I would uh, give it let's to. I would give it to Dan Ruprecht. His uh, his background needs a royal scroll to, to list it all out. He's he's got about he's got more passports than my daughter. <laughs> I'll get my I'll get my trumpet at this point. Then right? Isn't that what is That's that right. what they do over there in England? You've got someone yeah. with some fancy uniform and comes every out with a trumpet. Start, every day starts with a trumpet. I mean, it's you, yeah, you don't right. even wake up out of bed without the trumpet. That's going. actually. That's actually how they get the news here. That's how the BBC delivers the news every morning. <laughs> that I, I figured that. Um, no, but, but uh, I actually, so I was born in Germany uh, and to, to a German father, he's Bavarian, was a, was a Bavarian farmer. 
um, but made it uh, made it big, becoming an engineer and uh, and broke out of the farm life um, and uh, and moved to South Africa, actually, which is where he met my mother, uh, who is British. Um, and so I was born in Germany and uh, actually have a British passport. So my first citizenship was British through my mother. Um, but neither of them wanted to live in each other's country. My mom didn't want to live in Germany. My dad didn't want to live in England. Uh, so we ended up in Canada, which is where I grew up. Uh, so we moved from Germany to, to, the, uh, to, to the great white north of, of Canada. Um, spent about 15 years there, uh, then 20 years uh, back down in, in the US, uh, pretty much all up and down the East Coast. Um, but through work, I was working for, for a law firm in Washington, D.C., who had an opportunity uh, to work uh, over in Europe, which as a lawyer, you don't really get to, to travel around very much when you're sort of locked into your state. Uh, so I thought it was a great opportunity to travel uh, and ended up spending about five years in Belgium, uh, where one of my children was, uh, was born. So I have two children. Um, and, uh, after some time there, we realized that we wanted to get back to, to family and get close, close to, to relatives and be around cousins and aunts and uncles. Uh, so ended up back in the UK and I'm actually living in a town called Guilford, uh, which turns out to be about 30 minutes away from where my mother grew up. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy to think how the world works. You know, it was you know, over 40 years of, you know, my parents meeting in South Africa, moving to different countries, uh, you know, traveling all over between the, 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 the various families and, uh, and to end up 30 minutes away from where my mom grew up. Uh, it's uh, the world works in mysterious ways for sure. Uh, but it's, <laughs> pretty, but it's pretty cool. wonderful. Yeah. Pretty cool. How about I, you? So Tim, you've, yeah. been, you've been kind of all around. I've moved a lot. Um, I've moved a lot. Maybe not as much as Dan, but actually probably on par. I, I'm actually a New England native, um, so European New World in, in quotes, but uh, fifth, fifth generation Vermonter, um, all the way up in northern Vermont, actually. And a lot of my, as you can tell from the, the, the surname La Tulip, uh, which was butchered by some clerical error in the 1600s, it was... I'm from a I'm from a um, Breton uh, Brittany kind of French family I think from genealogy study uh, that came into French Canada Quebecois region and then eventually came into what's you know now New England um, so I've got a lot of family in that that part of the world Boston Vermont uh, but I was the first of a generation like Dan's dad he mentioned a bit ago I broke out of that sort of cold uh, cold region of of America and I lived out in um, Phoenix. For, for, for several years. So I went to the hottest place I could find, of course. Um, and uh, then then continued to go west and, and lived in places like San Diego and San Francisco, uh, really kind of settling into that nice beach kind of lifestyle. Um, I met my wife in San Diego. She's Parisian, French native, uh, had studied in the US and kind of overstayed longer than she wanted to. Um, Hopefully she's not watching this. And hopefully it's not too personal. But she, uh, we didn't, we didn't want to be in uh, in the U.S. because, well, she didn't want to be m much longer. It was more comfortable for us to be closer to France. So, at the time, I was with a, a firm building out their European operation. They were an American consultancy. Uh, clients in London, uh, insurance underwriter clients in London. So, they. Uh, they, they moved my wife and I over, didn't have 
kids at the time, easy to move two people like that who want to move, no children. Uh, and that was six, seven, seven years ago, and I've not looked back. And in fact, we've built our family here. I've got a 19-month-old baby girl. Um, my wife's family is across the channel in, in Paris. Uh, I've got some family back in the, in the U.S., but this is really uh, this is really home. And uh, you mentioned moving around a lot, but I don't think I felt I was at home anywhere until maybe 2016. Uh, a couple, after a couple of years living here, I landed here after a, a long flight from, God, I don't know where I was. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I think North America. But I came back and it was raining and cold and I landed at Gatwick, kind of towards where Dan lives. And I finally felt like I was home, not just a place kind of where I, you know, rented a house or lived or, you know, was kind of temporarily staying. I, I felt like it was my home. And that's, that's a comforting uh, feeling for sure. Yeah, definitely. We won't go through my, uh, my movements, but not quite as exciting as yours. That's for sure for either of you. But, um, with a little bit of time left, because, you know, I want to keep the mystery for our future conversations. Um, we're coming up. Well, I guess we're, we're about 10 months in from when you guys uh, joined IDS. Uh, but we heard how you ended up in Europe, how you guys ended up in London or outside of London. How'd you end up here at IDS and, and why IDS? I think that's a interesting question. Yeah, you take that, Dan. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in on that too. Sure. Um, well, well, Tim and I have been working very closely together for, I mean, I think almost four years now, maybe, maybe even more than four years. Uh, and we, we work on projects together with, with uh, two very different perspectives, but, but with overlapping goals and initiatives. Uh, he comes from a very sort of technical background with with forensic expertise and and the like. I come from a legal perspective uh, and, and really sort of building workflows, um, and and uh, and really sort of translating for for the lawyers. But together, we've sort of created a, a very sort of unique and uh, potent approach to discovery when dealing with large scale investigations, and you know, where we'd worked uh, in the past and, and uh, you know, how we wanted to operate here in the UK and, and in Europe, um, although very advantageous in all our, our, our various umbrellas in terms of, of companies we've worked in, um, we really wanted to find uh, an organization that um, really looked ahead, uh, you, you know, was more of a visionary company, uh, a company that, that is building for, uh, you know, five years from now rather than looking back 10. And uh, you know our approaches are unique. Our uh, our goals are uh, aligned with very sort of forward-thinking clientele, and the expectation is is that we we think outside of the box. We do things a bit differently. Uh, we're not order takers. We we really collaborate and and try and find solutions and solution driven. Mm -hmm. um, we met our CEO Dan Regard about uh, two maybe two a little more than that more than two years ago now. Um, yeah. Very quickly, we realized that we were all of like-minded uh, views in dealing with discovery services and technology in general. Um, and I think that's re really where it was born. And, and I think that is the core of what IDS is. Uh, you know, one of the, the best compliments when I was doing my background research on the company uh, was uh, a, a friend of mine said, you know, IDS is built of problem solvers. 
Um, that is that is exactly where we want to live. Uh, and that's exactly what we want to do. So uh, I think it really is just uh, a good fit. And, and it was a no brainer when, when Tim and I were, were looking to take this somewhere. Uh, Tim, you want well, I, I would agree with all of it. Um, and only add, I guess, what, what came to mind, and it's always stuck out in my mind is that the, the company, I mean, the, the firm generally IDS really they were like-minded not in only how not only how they want to approach matters as being problem solvers not you know i've got these four things on a shelf i, I hope you buy them you can stuff your data into them kind of machine uh i was i was very pleased that that the organization doesn't take that approach which is which is a a rarity particularly in this this part of the world um there are a lot of american firms that are over here that that take a different approach that isn't always well suited or, or best fit for clients needs here. Um, but the thing that I also liked was the sort of uh, attention to cultural sensitivity, because uh, while we do speak the same language in, in the UK, everyone speaks some flavor or dialect of English as, as a first language, the culture is very, very different uh, in, in quite a few pronounced ways, but also Europe in general, uh, is the remit for, for Dan and I and a lot of the countries we work in Austria, Germany, France have very sensitive data protection requirements and, and things like that that need to be considered um, and, and the leadership here at IDS are always very cognizant of that and mindful to sort of defer to, to Dan and I and our dealings with that historically uh, rather than trying to conform everything to an American uh, workflow which I think is incredibly um uh not just clever but but necessary to 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 this evolving space in, in in europe so very much uh very much appreciate the company's kind of attention to that and it's one of many things that sort of attracted us to join see all i heard through all of that is wah 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 we wanted to work with jonathan <laughs> that's full right full stop full that stop does that even need to be said? That just goes without saying. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, I figured. I figured in case the audience didn't know that, didn't understand that, I'd just make it blatantly obvious for them. So, well, listen, gents. Appreciated your time today for our first transatlantic tea time. Look forward to many more. We've laid the groundwork. People now know who the two of you are. In some future podcasts, we'll talk about all sorts of things. Perhaps the difference between e-discovery and e-disclosure um, or some more fun things like how little I know about English Premier Soccer or the sorry lower tier teams that apparently I've been accused of supporting. Well, well you just um, called it soccer. So there's your first yeah. red card. Oh, right yeah, there. I know. I know. <laughs> well, come on. The proper way of saying uh, aluminum versus aluminium, which is a, a debate that I keep going all all day long on over here. So yeah, don't worry, don't worry, Dan. I think in uh, you know podcasts five or six, we'll be doing the tomato tomato, and then at one point we'll talk about what I should use a Z for and when I should use an S, and then maybe podcast ten will be the importance of Z. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank, thanks again. Thanks to everyone who listened to us today. Uh, hope you subscribe to the podcast and looking forward to our future transatlantic tea times. Bye, guys. Talk Cheers. to you, everyone.